is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Catholic Review Radio is a weekly radio program and podcast hosted by Catholic Review Media, the news operation of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic partners for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to our listeners each week. Welcome to Catholic Review Radio. My name is Father Brian Nolan. I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are blessed today. Our theme today is getting to know and love the angels. We're blessed to have Father Nick Fetterspiel. Father Nicholas Fetterspiel is the chaplain to the Poor Clares in Rockford, Illinois. So it's a special blessing. He does many things, including on other radio programs, on relevant radio. So a special welcome to you. Thank you, Father. It's good to be here, and I greet your audience. And may the Lord smile upon us as we deepen our friendship today with our guardian angels. Amen. And we just said a prayer asking the intercession of the angels for us. But why don't we just talk about why is the topic of angels important? It kind of seems like something like way out there and something we don't fully understand. Why is it important for Catholics to understand the important role of the angels? The only clear and honest reason for talking about angels, for believing angels is what? Is because that it's true, right? This is the reason to believe in angels. And angels were created before the dawn of time. Right, they, they they were singing at the creation of the world, and how do we know anything about angels? You know, this this ter- topic is called angelology. Right, it's a science, and it's a scientific method. Right, gathering information, formulating theories, and explaining all this information so we can help see Jesus, His face in our life, and hear His voice in our life. And it's not laboratory data, but it is data about angels. And our two sources we are able to talk about angels is number one is the Bible, right, the 30,000 verses of the Bible. And secondly, just human experiences, folks meeting angels throughout the history of the world. And it's a, it's a fascinating topic. I think it's fascinating about, we say in the creed, we believe God the Father, creator of heaven and earth, of all things seen and unseen. And this is part of the what we believe the unseen, but present. Speak a little bit more about, again, the scriptures referring to angels and maybe some of the references in the scriptures. Right. It's very interesting. You know, there's a verse in the first book of the Bible, in Genesis chapter 19, verse 13. It's very interesting. That's one of the examples we actually have in the Bible of angels actually eating, right? And uh, if angels mm-hmm. could not assume bodies, then how could they eat? But mm-hmm. however, in this Bible verse, we do know they do, they do eat on occasion uh, because they can assume bodies, right? They're creatures of God. They're bodiless spirits. But they have intelligence. They have free will. They live in God's presence in heaven, but they obey his will, and they carry messages, and that's why we know the word angel means messenger, and they assume bodies as we assume costumes, right? They can influence our imagination, but but not our free will, not our free will. Mm-hmm. We think about everything from Archangel Gabriel coming to the Blessed Mother to speak about the plan of salvation for her life. We think of the Archangel Raphael in the book of Tobit of joining kind of like the, he's patron of matchmakers and also and of the healer. We think about St. Michael. Can you speak a little bit about St. Michael and even his rise in popularity today? Well, we know at the end of September, on September 29th, every year we have the great feast of the archangels, Gabriel and Raphael and Michael. And so many people today are filled with despair, right? John Paul II said uh, it's the greatest threat to humanity today is just the temptation to despair. And so many folks don't have hope. And so I think when you think of the 
folks, all who are listening today with us and all throughout the world, so many are turning to St. Michael with great frequency, with great affection, right? Many homes have statues of St. Michael on a table, right, on a nightstand, on the wall, perhaps a painting, an icon. And so many parishes are praying the St. Michael prayer at the end of the Mass, and so many travelers, of course, turn to him. And I think it's very fascinating when you think of, it tells us what's moving in the human heart, right? The great uh, Catholic who played baseball, Yogi Berra, he said, we can learn a lot from observing, right? When we observe, so many people turn to St. Michael, uh, the Archangel. And here, here's the good news. In the end, in the last book of the Bible, in the Apocalypse, what we call the book of Revelation, uh, written by the Apostle John, Jesus wins in the end, right? Jesus wins in the end, and that's really, really good news, right? This news of great joy. And it gets our attention, right? So many people challenge us, well, where is this in the Bible? Of course, we know in the 12th chapter of the Apocalypse, it, it tells us that God is going to use mighty Michael, right? And he, he's mm-hmm. going to lead the battle, right? He's going to be a field commander in, in the warfare, leading us all. And so that's where we turn to him, right? He, he's in the Bible, not just for the future into the world, but, but right now. Right, and it's interesting when you think of guardian angels. Right, the feast of guardian angels is October the second, and we all have a guardian angel assigned to us by Almighty God. Right, at our conception. Right, they've existed from the beginning of the world, but they're assigned to us at conception to protect us. But it's very interesting when we become baptized. Right, we become a member of God's family. They get another duty. Right, another divine duty. So they're given to us to protect us for someone who's not baptized, and all of us can have that. But then when we become baptized, become a friend of Jesus Christ, part of God's family, they have, they have a, a new role, a new divine duty, and that's to deliver messages back and forth. Mm-hmm. In Matthew 18, the see that you do not despise one of the little ones. For I tell you, I tell you, in heaven, their angels always behold the face of the Father and that whole mystery of uh, the angels interceding for children. So you see pictures, the famous picture of the guardian angel kind of watching over children crossing a, a dangerous bridge and and the whole mystery of that. Can you speak to any experiences, both in the church or the saints talking about, or in your own life, about your guardian angel or guardian angels? One of my favorite saints is St. Francis de Sales. My father graduated from high school in 1966 from de Sales High School. He's been a longtime patron for the Federsville family. And St. Francis de Sales is an amazing preacher, right? He would go into parts of Switzerland, parts of France, and he would go and preach in the Chablais region, maybe to 70,000 people. But it's very practical, very relevant for us today, because this is what he would do, and we can do it too. Before he would go in to be preaching a sermon, he would ask Almighty God to send forth the guardian angels, the guardian angel of each of the person who would be in the audience who would hear him speak. And he really did that to deepen his friendship with the guardian angel of other people. And we can do that, right? Perhaps someone's going to go work out of the gym and lift weights, right? Perhaps someone's going to go run and get some exercise along a river, Right? Perhaps some mom's going to take her children on a day off to Walmart to do some shopping. Whatever people are doing, to always be aware that we can ask God to send forth a guardian angel of all those people who will be in our midst if we're driving, not just for our own safe travel, but Jesus, would you send forth a guardian angel of all those who will be traveling today, all those who will be parked and made a red light, as we're all waiting for the right the light to go from red to yellow to green. Could you send forth their guardian angel to, to, to be at their side? It's a great habit to get into. St. Francis de Sales had that, of always asking God to send forth the guardian angels of everyone around us. Perhaps we're going to a family reunion, and perhaps we're going to a family reunion, and maybe not everybody's getting along. Sometimes there's hardness of heart on family trees. We know that. So how can we do this? Mm-hmm. St. Francis de Sales suggests that anytime we're be gathering with people, ask Jesus to send forth the guardian angel of all those who will be there, have their guardian angel at their side to open up our mind more fully to God's light. Uh, another modern saint is Jose Maria Escrivá, the founder of Opus Dei, and he died just not so long ago, on the 26th day of June, 1975. That's his feast day. 
And he had a, a very, very humorous habit, but it was very real, very sincere. And anytime he would be walking into a corridor, a hallway, a building, just like a gentleman opens the door for let the lady go in first. It's very, very polite. We teach children that. So what he would do is he would open the door, San Jose Maria Escrivar from Spain. He would open the door and he would pause. And sometimes people who are walking with him in a corridor or a hallway would say, well, what are you waiting for? And he said, i got to let my guardian angel go in first. <laughs> very, very practical, concrete steps we can take to deepen our friendship with our guardian angels. That's right, because <laughs> obviously angels don't need the pause of the doorway, but that was his way of remembering my guardian angels with me. And people love things that are practical in real life to make them very relevant. And think of it. I mean, you hear so much today about extraterrestrials and UFOs. Well, angels are the real extraterrestrials, right? Angels are the real supermen. Angels are the ultimate aliens. And their powers are beyond all these fictional characters we see in movies. Think of this. One guardian angel, more of a brilliant mind than Einstein, more brilliant than Albert Einstein. They can literally move heaven and earth if God permits them. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about angels who can literally move heaven and earth if God permits them. And we do have our own guardian angel. Everybody does. And we are in a protected part of a great battlefield between angels and demons. And it's just wise and intelligent and very practical and for our safety and security uh, to deepen our friendship with them. Mm-hmm. I remember the, the child prayer that many people were taught, the angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at my side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen and hell. A simple little prayer to the guardian angel. I remember in seminary, I had a, we had roommates in the first couple of years, and Father Brian Bashista taught me. I, he would pray every morning. I was like, well, what are you doing every morning? Before? And he said, I always pray a morning offering and a prayer to my guardian angel. First thing I want to get down to knees on his bed and pray these prayers. And I'm like, that was inspiring. I was like, and since then, I'm just inspired to invite my guardian angel into my day. Yeah. You know, we know that we each have a guardian angel. Anytime we're in a room, right, there's always twice as many in the room as we can see, whether it's a restaurant, maybe it's a classroom, perhaps on a plane or a car, right? There's a guardian angel standing next to each homeless lady on a park bench. Think of that next time we walk by a homeless person on a park bench, right? There's a guardian angel standing right next to them, and and they fight for us. They never leave us. They can bilocate. They can trilocate. They're not confined. Guardian angels are not confined by space to only one place at a time as our bodies are. So before we go any place, we should always ask ourselves, is this a place that's fitting and proper for my guardian angel walking with me, right? Is this a conversation that my guardian angel should be hearing? Uh, It's a great reality check to bring us back to the pursuit, the path of virtue. That, that image of the guardian angel of being our best friend, someone who knows us better than anyone else apart from God. You know, that sense of the closeness, the, the whole being guarded to with them. We're talking about getting to know and love the angels. We're here with Father Nick Sutterspiel. In our second segment, we're talking a little bit more about misconceptions about the angels and kind of to make sure we have a Christian understanding of the guardian angels. Also talk about the fallen angels and an awareness of that. This is a fascinating topic and something that we could spend just whole classes on. So we'll be back for our second segment to talk more about this. I'm Father Brian Nolan for Catholic Review Radio, and we'll be back in a moment. Archdiocese of Baltimore makes the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through training and background checks and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org accountability. 
Catholic news from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. Already, there's at least one billboard on Interstate 83 advertising cannabis as if it's beer. But unlike the repeal of Prohibition in 1933, it's not the case that happy days are here again. Instead, people familiar with addiction up close expect an ugly new surge of addiction and other health issues. On July 1st, Maryland became one of 23 states, along with the District of Columbia, to legalize recreational cannabis use. John Mark Miravel, a professor of systemic moral theology at Mount St. Mary's Seminary in Emmitsburg, wrote a 2020 book called How to Feel Good and How Not to, which discusses the ethics of using marijuana, alcohol, and mood-altering drugs. He noted that the law doesn't determine morality. Marijuana is not specifically mentioned in the Catholic Catechism, but one section says that the use of drugs inflicts very grave damage outside a therapeutic setting. Dr. Enrique Ovideo, a psychiatrist who specializes in addiction and who serves as medical director for Catholic Charities of Baltimore's Addiction Treatment Services, said two factors predict substance abuse, access and cost. As access increases and cost decreases, he said we can expect to see an increase in cannabis use and cannabis use disorder. Ovideo said the first negative effects will be seen with young people and pregnant women. A recent study for the National Institutes of Health found that young men ages 21 to 30 may be at particularly high risk for developing schizophrenia when using cannabis regularly, and that up to 30% of new cases of schizophrenia were linked to cannabis use, Ovideo said. In July, the first month of legalized recreational use, Marylanders spent $87.4 million on cannabis. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, I'm George Matisek. This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Review Radio. My name is Father Brian Nolan. I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are blessed today. We're talking about getting to know and love the angels. We have Father Nicholas Federspiel. Father Nicholas Federspiel is the chaplain to the Poor Clares in Rockford, Illinois. He's here to talk more about this wonderful topic. Welcome back, Father Federspiel. Thank you. It's a great privilege to be uh, talking about this important topic, right? Angels are throughout the Bible, and they really, really do exist. And it is. It's the scripture, it's tradition. A number of people have misconceptions of angels, and maybe just there's the popular understanding of angels. What are some misconceptions I think it's helpful to clear up about the angels and angels and humans? A lot of people with goodwill have this idea that it's not accurate, so let's clear this up. The question is often asked, do we become angels after we die? And let's be clear as Waterford Crystal, right? The answer is no, right? We, we don't change species. And it's very common sense, right? Grammar school children can understand this. We don't become angels any more than we become apes, right, mm -hmm. after we die. And it's just good to keep in mind, in creation, there's animals, there's angels, and there's humans. Animals are only a body, an angel is only a soul, and of course we human beings, men and women, uh, we are both. We're both body and soul. And the soul is made up of, of what? Uh, the mind and the free will, right? Some people call it the intelligence, the intellect, so it's the mind and the free will. And some people, of course, quote Matthew 22 and say, well, wait, wait, you know, Father, didn't Jesus say in the Bible that we would be like the angels of heaven? Well, let's answer that. It is in Matthew 22, we'd be like angels of heaven. But Jesus said not that we would be angels. Jesus mm -hmm. said not that we would become angels. But Jesus Christ did say we would be like angels. And we want to make sure we know that angels really exist. 
but not just in our minds, not just in myths, not just in symbols, not just in our culture, that angels are as real as our dog. They're as real as our sister. Think of this. They're as real as electricity. Angels are present right here, right now, listening to this program. They're right next to us. They're listening to every single word we say. And they're not cute, right? They're not cuddly. They're not comfortable. They're not chummy. They're not cool, right? We're talking about biblical realities that are fearsome. Angels are formidable. They're heroic, right? Angels are warriors. And one thing to always know and to cherish is how do they affect our minds? How do our garden angels affect our minds? And it's very easy to understand. Our angels affect us just like we affect each other, freely, by suggestion, never by force. And the underlying verse here, we go to our scriptures from St. Paul in Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And that applies to the angels too. Angels inspire us. And angels make suggestions. That's what they do. They suggest things. They inspire us. Where do they place that suggestion? Angels place that suggestion in our imagination. It's demons tempt us the same way. And guardian angels can help us too. There's no such thing as spiritual forcing. And why is that? Because spirits are free. They have a free will. Even exorcists don't push demons out. They pray them out. And it's always good to remember this. It's at the heart of all of our Catholic theology. It's the heart of biblical theology is that whole element of freedom. Men and women know that. You have to have certain things for a wedding day, man and woman, free will. Free will is very, very important, and it certainly is when we're talking about angels. I think it's fascinating. That seemingly cartoon image of a good angel on one shoulder and a bad angel on the other shoulder is a, a real experience that people have. The experience of promptings to do good things, now it can be from the Holy Spirit or our guardian angel, or the promptings towards temptation or compromise or rationalization. Now we have fallen human nature, so it's not always the devil and it's not always our angel, it's not always. But there's also the reality of that's a real experience of promptings and inspirations and maybe, you know, there's, well, it's temptation, certainly. Can you speak to that, that experience, and especially as a priest of, of many years of doing counseling with people, of, of why that's important to understand? Well, we know that some of the angels rebelled against God, and they became demons. Right? And one of the most misunderstood ideas out there in the world is that, oh, God created angels and demons and the devil. No, 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 no. The Bible says very clearly, right, everything that God created is good. So God created angels. He didn't create demons. He only created angels, everything that's good. And, of course, because of their free will, they turned. And one of them, right, St. John Vianney gave him a nickname. He called him Grappin, right? He called him Grappin, mm-hmm. uh, and we know his name was Lucifer. So one of them was literally a snake in the grass that tempted mm-hmm. us to give up paradise. And angels are very instrumental at every major stage of, uh, of God's strategic plan to save us, to get us back on the road to paradise, And if you look at this Genesis chapter 3, let's go to our scriptures. Genesis chapter 3 gives us the three stages of any type of temptation from a demon against the angels and against in this warfare we're involved with. What the devil did in the beginning is try to cause doubt. That's number one. Number two is try to give us a false promise. But number three is what he does the most often. He tries to remove the fear we have the consequence of sin. People know that robbing a bank is a sin. It's a crime. But where the devil gets involved is he tries to remove the fear we have of doing it. Oh, there'll be no consequences. That's why our guardian angel is so important to draw us near to God's will and not just to do God's will, but to cherish God's will and love God's will more than our own. And when we develop our friendship with the guardian angel, they are whispering that in our ear to cherish God's will, to love God's will more than our own. And it's very simple, the structure of the logic of this. Spiritual life, being a saint, being a heroic friend of Jesus Christ. We all have thoughts. 
what follows thoughts are desires, and what follows desires are actions. TDA, right? Thoughts, desires, and action. Thoughts, desires, and actions. And so where the guardian angels are involved is trying to fill our mind with good thoughts so the grace of Jesus Christ can be attached to those thoughts and lead us to have good desires. With his grace, we can obviously have good actions. And never forget our ABCs. We learned them in kindergarten mm-hmm. or second grade. Don't ever forget our ABCs, our attitude, our behavior, and our character. And God gives us an army of angels to help us make good choices that are pleasing the sight of God. To think of this, I want to desire nothing that Jesus refuses. I want to refuse nothing that Jesus desires. And we stay close to our guardian angel. This all becomes not pie in the sky, but it makes an idea become a reality. Mm-hmm. And our angels are so active in, they love uh, the angels that have chosen to follow the Lord. Uh, again, they love God perfectly. They praise God beautifully. And I like the idea of the songs of the angels. It's where we get the holy, holy, holy that we recite in mass. We get the Gloria that's sung at every wedding now and on feast days. Uh, can you speak to that, that the angels uh, teach us the songs of heaven? They do, and because they're singing constantly. They were singing at the creation of the world. They're singing at the creation of everything that exists. And so God is using them, and we want to imitate them, to praise God, to, to adore God. Why is this so fascinating? Because they're utterly different from anything we ordinarily, ordinarily experience. They're fascinating for, for the same reason that UFOs and extraterrestrial beings would be fascinating if they were real. But they don't fit our familiar earthly categories. It's quite amazing when you think of, of children. Children love Anything that has a higher intelligence, that's part of our nature. And when we meet an angel, we're coming into the presence of God in so many wonderful ways. And usually in the Bible, we constantly see the angels appearing just before something that's very world-changing or a life-changing event. And that reminds us to always stay close to our guardian angels and invite them, invite them into every situation, in every conversation, in every thought pattern, in all actions and events of the day. And we see this today that so many people are fascinated with, with, with angels. And I think there's two reasons. Uh, one is psychological, one is sociological. The psychological reason, I think, is that there's a need for comfort. We, we have a hard, increasing, violent world out there. Right? And so there's a psychological reason you see people turning to angels, but also a sociological reason, right? changes in our culture, allowing folks to believe in angels again. And that's okay, but what's forgotten in the conversation is that angels are really there. Right? That's the ultimate reason why folks believe in angels. And we believe in angels because God has revealed that to us in the Bible. They exist. And children know this in grammar school. If God said it, I accept it, I believe it, that settles it. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like there's like, there are books obviously on the angels, but the Catechism of the Catholic Church only has a few paragraphs on the angels. I know John Paul II, uh, St. John Paul, did a catechesis on the angels, and I find it fascinating because we don't speak enough about it, and because we're in a world that's very, at times, secular and kind of materialistic in the sense of the material world, but can't see beyond it. Having good catechesis on the angels and practical asking for the angels' intercession is, a, is just an important thing, important for our time. Absolutely. And what difference does it make whether we believe in angels or not? It makes all the difference in the world, not just because they're fascinating, but because they're, they're real. And another reason for the fascination is that we're, we're naturally fascinated by intelligence in non-human forms. That's why we find higher, more intelligent animals very fascinating. Right? That's why little children, they naturally love stories about talking, talking animals. Children love talking animals. Mm-hmm. We can't stand to be alone in the universe, and we're not. We're not, mm-hmm. right? We have the Holy Trinity. We have the cloud of witnesses, the saints. 
And there's so many wonderful books out there on angels, really are, to help us to be intelligent believers, right? To have accurate thinking, intelligent thoughts, so we can truly love God with our whole heart. Yeah, that understanding that angels are neither male nor female, even though that's sometimes how they're depicted. They're pure spirits, so they, they don't even... Have a uh, they don't have a biological gender because they're pure spirit. You know that the way we shape our thinking on it is is such a so important so important rule. Father Spetterspiel, what a great blessing to be able to talk about the angels. I encourage everyone to read the Catechism of the Catholic Church. I know Father Mike Schmitz is doing the Catechism in the year, and there's that section in the angels, John Paul II's Catechesis. There's some wonderful books by Professor Danilu who read a great book on the angels and, and some more modern books. I know Sunday Visitor, I believe, and Ignatius Press has some wonderful talks on the angels. So may we send our guardian angel to other people in need and people who have children or grandchildren, don't be afraid to send your guardian angel, as, as Father Federspiel said, and and that we might more just be aware of the angelic, especially good angels and and with the fallen angels, again, Satan and, and the fallen angels, that we resist it and, 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 and reject um temptations, temptations are rationalized or compromised. May that be part of our life too. So wonderful. Thank you for your time. Father Federspiel, uh, God bless you. Would you like to close us in a prayer? Sure. Holy Spirit, rush upon us with your immaculate wings and Pentecostal wind and lead us to God-glorifying, life-changing, peace-producing, heart-stabilizing, uplifting, accurate thinking, and intelligent thoughts about our faith. I bless you all in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us, Father Federspiel. Blessings to you. Thank you. God bless your heart. Have a super day. Thank you. I'm Father Brian Nolan for Catholic Review Radio. May God bless you. Remember the spirit of your parish community, the power of worshiping together, the warmth of friends new and old who share your faith. Join us for Mass this weekend. Visit archbelt.org to find a Catholic parish near you. Feel the joy. You're probably not getting much church news in your daily newspaper or on your local TV station. The Catholic Review is the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the Catholic Church full-time. There are so many ways to stay in touch with the Catholic Review. Pick up the monthly magazine at your parish or have it delivered to your home. Get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to our e-newsletter for twice-weekly updates just text CR Media to 84576. Follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Catholic Review Media will inspire, teach, inform, and engage you wherever your faith takes you. Read it today in print or online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. Tune in to Catholic Review Radio next week. Available on WMET 1160 AM and 103.1 FM. Also, WSJF 92.7 FM in the Sykesville area and WVTO 92.7 FM in Baltimore City. Check us out on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Review Radio. As we prepare for the week ahead... Let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May Almighty God bless us and keep us always in his love.